Welcome to Finest Work Songs. My name is Matt. My name is also Matt. Welcome to our Listener's Choice Epipod. We close out every season by letting you, the Finest Work fans, yep. choose an album that we're going to listen to. Want me to do a drum roll? Let's do it. That's a good Sorry, drum roll. Wrong button. That's a smooth <laughs> drum roll. <laughs> All right. The season's Listener's Choice winner was Foo Fighters. Oh, look at all that confetti. Congrats to Joy and Gallinera who recommended this album. Um, she's been a trooper. This is not the first time she's no. suggested this one to win it. We had a couple repeats this time around. Tough competition, as it always is. She first entered this one in our second. I think it was right? the second one. Yep. This one against. Well, let's just go down the list of yeah. some of the ones that were also in the running. The Cat soundtrack. Oh, gosh, yes. Which, Thanks for nothing, Which I don't ben. know if that would have been like the original or like the newish movie that... Apparently is awful. He said either way. Well, I mean, either way, it would yeah. have been a lot awful. of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, a lot yeah, of fun. I mean, living in the 90s compilation. What was been, on that? Do you know? I don't know. Let me look it up. Yeah. Which some people were like, oh, you can't really have a compilation album. But, you know, hey, it's listener's choice. Wow, this is a good one. Okay. It starts with Right Here, Right Now by Jesus I Jones. I mean, let's kick it off. And then goes right into Unbelievable, which kind of the same song, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> Proclaimers, yep. MC Hammer. Jump Around, Track 9, I Touch Myself mm, by Divinals, Divinals. Mm-hmm. followed up by I'm Too Sexy. Yeah. They're like, here's our little racy Ooh, section yeah. of if the compilation. If you've made it this far, we're rewarding you. <laughs> and these. then To Be With You by Mr. Big. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll do a Mr. Big. Oh, at least Epipod. one. Yeah. <laughs> Keep rolling on. You had Leon Bridges coming oh, yeah. home. You had B-52s. Japan Droids, another one that's yeah. been on here a couple times. Walker Hayes. Oh, gosh. That would have been that fancy was, like that. was that. from our James Taylor guest, <laughs> Madison. And that Ooh. would have been awful. Yep. Some of these we would have done Yeah. anyway. I don't think we want to tell them which ones. No. But yeah, there are some of these. That, Walker Hayes. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean that, that goes without saying. We've gotten emails and messages through Twitter where people have kind of admitted like, okay, I think I'm starting to understand listener's choice a little bit that it's not necessarily the best albums that win although in this case this is a a genuine album that you know someone wanted us to really talk about so you get sort of two sides of the coin of here's an album i really love and i'd really like you guys to talk about it or it's hey i really think it'd be hilarious if you guys have to talk about nsync's first album yeah or in a case like today we were gonna do foo fighters yeah but we were gonna do color and the shape right joy got to steer us in another mm-hmm. direction sure which is really fun which is fun we are so thankful for the support of all of the finest work fans thank you for voting we also really enjoy it when, when you guys send us emails and yes there's really burning questions that are just eating at you and we love to try and answer them from time to time in a little segment we call kenny gmail because it's listener's choice I get to sit in the, the driver's seat. The driver's seat? Yeah. What do you think Kenny G drives? Do you think he goes sensible? No, nah, man, he goes sexy. And I bet he throws it back, too. I could see him getting a white Lamborghini. He gets it back from the dealer, and he's, like, leaning against it, holding his saxophone, and gets his boys to take photos of him. <laughs> Sir, do you want to take it for a test drive? No, nope. I'm going to take it for a test lean. Test lean. He just leans on it. His buddy takes pictures. <laughs> he goes and gets them developed. <laughs> That's right. And then they look good. So he's like, I'll take it. Three weeks later, he's got to have a cool license plate. It's like Saxy Beast. (laughs) Sax on the beach. (laughs) That'd be too long. Oh my gosh. You hear 
like sexy beast, you mm-hmm. know. But you never hear anybody say a saxophone. <laughs> well, there's a reason. <laughs> Thank for <that>. goodness. <laughs> I guess if you're a saxophonist, you don't want to blow on a saxophone. It's <laughs> fair point. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Kenny Gmail. All right. So, Matt, this Kenny Gmail. <clears throat> this Kenny Gmail. What the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> Matt, I give you a hard time, but it's not as easy as it looks. Forgive me for being so critical of you. You wait, really do a good job. Wait, when are you being critical? Of me? No, never. Oh, crap. No. You talking about my back? <laughs> I've got a separate podcast <laughs> called Talking <laughs> About Matt. <laughs> it's just me. I'm like, did you guys hear that last episode? <laughs> oh, jeez. What was he talking about? It's like three and a half hours long. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not added anything. No. Just- free form i just turn my phone on while i'm driving and just talk and then post it can you believe what that <laughs> i was talking about <laughs> that he never even listened to the album okay this is from anjanette bungart anjanette bungart at Anjan- hotmail.com oh, okay anjanette bungart anjanette says i appreciate because i found exactly what i was looking for you have ended my four day long hunt have a nice day wow four day long was she looking for tp for Anjanette. her bungart Gosh, what was Anjanette searching for? Was it in relation to a particular epipod? Jimmy Eat World. Oh. Bleed American. I wonder what she was looking for. Maybe the soothing, silky voice of Micah Berman. Maybe so. Our guest. Micah, by the way, I saw him the other day. Okay. Micah does karaoke every Thursday, and he can sing. Mm -hmm. And this cover band, all older men in this cover band, heard Micah sing, Mm -hmm. and now he, he sings for this cover band. No way. They do weddings, parties. They do a lot of beach music. Sure. You know, growing up in the Virginia Beach area, did y'all have beach music? Yeah. In fact, my mom was an elementary school teacher. Mm -hmm. The principal was, what is it? General Johnson and the chairman of the board. Mm -hmm. That's one. Yep. It was one of those dudes, if not the dude. Really? Yeah. It was the principal. That's amazing. Yep. It's not just North Carolina, Matt. I knew that. That's what... Save it for your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) Get a load of this. Make a note of that one. (laughs) But yeah, I wonder what she spent four days looking for an answer. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was like to Anjanette. Maybe she was, you know, feeling a little angsty and the middle kind of gave her some affirmation yeah. or something. That's an uplifting song. It is. Yep. So I'm glad we could help Anjanette. It's always nice to do that. As always, we love getting Kenny Gmails. And if you've got something really on your mind you want us to answer, you know, feel free to send it to us. Finestworksongs at gmail.com. Before we get started, we always begin with our memories. Mm-hmm. Matt, what is your memory of Foo Fighters? Matt, did you ever know my wife and I once bought an old New England mansion? No. Really wanted to get away from the hustle and bustle of the city. So sure. we bought this house. The only issue we had was our daughter, our teenage daughter, just really had a lot of issues. I chalk it up to her just being a teenager, being angsty. Yeah. She was dressing in black all the time, Mm -hmm. super moody. She started to say that she was seeing ghosts in this house. Oh. We kind of didn't believe her. You know, we thought hormones, you know, teenage girls, you know, just TikTok. (laughs) But then one night we had a dinner party and we invited all our fancy friends from New York to come out to our new house and have dinner. Somewhere along the way, my wife starts singing the Banana Boat song. Okay. And she was like, damn. <laughs> and then we all start singing it. Okay. And it's the, it the wildest thing. It's like we're all possessed. We all sing. We have a great time. We come out of this trance, and our daughter, for the first time, is super excited. We think it's because she 
knows that we've can now recognize that there is something really spiritual going on in this house. But she's like, dude, y'all were singing Dave Grohl. And we're like, what? And they're like, yeah, Dave Grohl. He's he's the leader of the band Foo Fighters. And they got this busting new album called Echoes, Silence, Patience, and Grace. I mean, you think that dinner party was sick? You should listen to Taylor Hawkins, you know, Sick Beats, Broham. And they're like, okay, you got us, you know, whatever. Based on that, I went out and, and got this album. And okay. we ended up leaving the house because the house was like really haunted. I'm sorry to hear that. And that's yeah. just another case of how sometimes reality bites. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah. that's true. That's true. Sure there were some stranger things that happened in the house yeah. too but yeah <laughs> yeah you know i forgot she was in that yeah also it took me a while it wasn't until the they, banana, uh, boat. banana boat yeah, yeah yeah glad i could string you along a little yes. bit there yeah way to go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's jump in echoes silence patience and grace begins with the pretender This was a Grammy-winning song, and this was the first time I ever heard it was getting ready for this episode. You've never heard this? I'd never heard it. How? I asked myself that question a million times. I don't have the album. Yeah. But I know the song. If I'd heard it, it never resonated with me for some reason. Yeah. We've talked about this before, phases of life. I mean, this album came out in 2007. Yep. My oldest would have been one year old. You know, again, kind of out of the loop, in a fog. Probably not paying as much attention as I would have been prior to that. But particularly when I'm reading through it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this won a Grammy. It was up for this and that. And it's one of the more popular Foo Fighters songs. Why do I not know this song better than I do? Probably says more about me than I'm not being critical of Foo Fighters. I'm more. Why do you hate Foo Fighters, man? (laughs) Save it for your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's more of a commentary on like, I can't figure out why I don't know this song better than I, I do. It's good. It rocks. Yeah, and it makes me sad. I was planning on seeing Foo Fighters for the first time, and then tragically, Taylor Hawkins died. Mm-hmm. We're jumping right into the deep stuff, people. Yeah. When I hear this, that's the Foo Fighters that I wanted to yep. see. That's mm-hmm. the reputation they have is long shows, coming out and just rocking. Talking about that, I mean, I saw where they did a Rock the Vote kind of show in Charlotte, and they did 36 songs. 
Oh my gosh. Three and a half hours long. Matt, this song was the most densely played alternative rock song of 2007. <laughs> yeah, I'm over here like, what song is this? <laughs> you were listening to Rafi or something yeah, like that. The Wiggles. What kids music did y'all get into? Definitely never got into Rafi. Thank God. No. Probably Wiggles and some of the Disney stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We were big on the Curious George movie. Oh yeah. Soundtrack, the Jack, Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson. Yep. yep. Still yep. excellent. Yep. This is in the MySpace days still. Okay. Right? There's a duo called Renee and Jeremy. Okay. Our band's MySpace page or Mm -hmm. something that they reached out and, hey, you might like this. And I'm thinking, band soliciting for Mm -hmm. fans is like, whatever. Mm -hmm. But then I went and listened to it and it is really good. What are the Renee and Jeremy? Renee and Jeremy. Let me see if I can pull it up. In fact, Matt, they do a cover of Three Little Birds. Don't worry about a thing. Cause every little thing gonna be alright. I think that's why in the Bob Marley epipod I was saying how it's a protest song, but we sing it to our we kids. We sing it to our kids. Because I remember this. Yeah. It's all like this. It's all gentle. Yeah. There is some good kids music out there. There is. Yeah. Sarah Watkins recently put out oh, nice. a kids music album of classic songs. It's really good. I do remember also getting into briefly, it was like, lullaby versions of metallica yeah yeah. (laughs) and that sort of thing i think that was more for me than the kids but (laughs) speaking of food fighters yep not kids music sure to put them down to sleep Mm -hmm. yeah it held the record for longest running number one in the modern rock tracks history wow the record before that there was a tie 16 weeks red hot chili pepper scar tissue Mm -hmm. stains it's been a while (laughs) and green days boulevard of broken dreams yeah, like I know all those songs. I yeah, but you them. just don't know this one. Wow. All right, well, let's keep rolling. That's an incredibly strong opening track mm-hmm. and follows up with uh, Let It Die. Why'd you have to go and let it die? Why'd you have to go and let it die? Into deep and out of time. Why'd you have to go So considerate Did you ever 
right. The problem we run into often is for songs that build, yeah. you know, where to stop. Right. And I, I do want to jump to the end a little bit to where at least give a preview of where it ends up. intense man yeah. i love it and i love that they made it so dry mm-hmm. there's no reverb there's no as soon yeah. as he stops singing it's done mm-hmm. you can't talk dave Grohl without talking nirvana everything that happened with kurt cobain and courtney love and i think he admitted a few years after the song came out that it's about courtney love yeah it was in an interview he said i've seen people lose it all to drugs and heartbreak and death it's happened more than once in my life but the one that's most noted is kurt mm-hmm. and it says Grohl added there are a lot of people that i've been angry with in my life but the one that's most noted is courtney mm. so it's pretty obvious to me that those correlations are going to pop up every now and again it was such an enablement kind of relationship between yeah. the two of them and you can certainly see where he would feel that way i'm going to say this and it's going to sound like i'm taking away from dave Grohl, and i'm not but like let me what, take some notes here from my other podcast yeah yeah, yeah. you get yeah. out a pen okay. you ready okay. what a like forrest gumpian career he has had to be the drummer in nirvana yeah he could have stayed in that vein of grunge and riding on the coattails of saying he was the drummer in nirvana Oh, but yeah. then he, he does his own thing, and you know, kudos to him for doing that. And It's so different than we ever would have thought it would have sounded like. Exactly. It's enabled him to then hang out with his idols. Yeah. I mean, he played with Kurt Cobain. He inducts Rush into the Rock Hall of Fame. Oh, jeez. He's played with Led Zeppelin. Tom Petty, Paul McCartney. He was almost bunch. Tom Petty's drummer. Yeah. I mean, and part of it, I think, is he's supremely talented. Yeah, yeah. He's got such a great ear for music. He just seems like he's just like the nicest dude in the world. Yeah. People orbit around him, and I think good things orbit around him. Mm-hmm. He seems like this agent of good. And so when you see what happens with Kurt Cobain, you can see where he's kind of coming back and like this really bad thing could have been prevented. Courtney Love, you're probably one of the main reasons why it didn't. Yeah. You know. Matt, have you read his audiobook? I'm not. I mean, I've heard you talk about I've it. I've listened to it. Yeah. As I've said before, if an author reads their own mm-hmm. book, then I would rather listen to it. Sure. He talks a lot about this journey. There's so little about Nirvana in that book. Maybe you're and, saying that. And maybe is, he's just thinking. I it's been written. Like, yeah. I've read multiple like Nirvana and Kurt Cobain mm-hmm. biographies. And he's probably like, what am I going to add yeah. at this point? It's apropos that this is the listener's choice epipod. Yep. Because... We kind of flip the script a little bit. Mm-hmm. And just like every epipod you try and bring in North Carolina, mm. well, for listeners' I choice, know where we're going with this. I should be bringing in my home state. The Commonwealth. The old VA. And the old Dominion. Yeah, Dave Grohl, fellow Virginian. There you go. And he loves it. Moved back there, yep. built a studio. Mm-hmm. I saw him one time in Virginia at a show. This is probably 2002 okay. or so. We went up to D.C. to see uh, Rocket from the Crypt.
Rocket from the Crypt is a San Diego punk band, and they rock so hard. Okay. And I look over to my right, 15 feet away, there's Dave Grohl standing right in front of the speaker. The nice. speaker. Nice. He was just there chilling. Just there hanging out. Yeah. Just enjoying music. I think it was like on, you know, around Thanksgiving. Probably so, home to see his mom. But yeah. I just thought, man, you must be so deaf. Oh, you're the gosh. drummer from Nirvana. And so you're standing right next to that speaker. It doesn't even bother you. And you're not even phased. And you were in a hardcore band, Scream. Yep. Everybody should listen to the audiobook. One of the highlights is that Scream was a band that he idolized. He auditioned for them when he was like 15 or 16. He was young, maybe 17, right? And he lied about his age to get in there. And his mom let him quit school. I think she was fully behind, which is amazing. Good for him. Like I don't think Foo Fighters or Dave Grohl gets as much respect as he should for what he's been able to to do just Foo Fighters alone. You don't think he gets the credit? I don't know. I just don't get the feeling that people put the band up there with, you know. Mark Cohn. Baby, I've been searching like everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) They've been around forever. 94, I think he started. Yep. That was all him. Picks a name that he thinks will kind of throw people off the scent. Like, oh, they'll think it's actually a band Mm because it's called Foo Fighters. Mm Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think he's even said it's the dumbest name in music now. <laughs> All right, next we're going to skip to what was their second single, Long Road to Ruin. So after recording the first album, he wants to put a band together and he recruits Nate Mandel and William Goldsmith from Sunny Day Real Estate, which is a band that I love. Here's a taste of them. Nate Mandel, it works out. Mm -hmm. He's still in the band to this day. Mm -hmm. William Goldsmith, it did not. And I've always wondered what's behind that. Because Dave makes it seem like, I think he even said William Goldsmith didn't want to travel or something. I think that the way William tells it is that Dave, kind of behind his back, was practicing with the band and maybe re-recording stuff Mm -hmm. and just not into it, but not direct with him. Mm. Jeff Wood, Matt Wood, and I lived in Richmond. A sunny day real estate. They had a live concert. We used to watch it all the time. I was beginning to play drums 
And I really liked William Goldsmith, and he's a really good drummer, but I just loved how intense he was. Mm -hmm. But it seemed like from his side of things that it was not a very kind interaction. But, you know, Nate stayed. And then he adds... Pat Smear. Pat Smear, that's right. From the old Nirvana touring days. Yeah. Pat Smear got famous overnight Mm -hmm. from being in that Unplugged. Unplugged. From then on, everybody knows him. Probably the first place you ever saw Pat Smear. Do you know where? No. Raspberry Beret video, Prince. What? He's in... Raspberry Beret. Doing what? Clapping, just sitting there with everyone else. That's oh how old Pat Smear is. He is old. He's, he's old. Is he from that area? I don't know if he's from that area or not. He was the lead guitarist for The Germs. The Germs. And then Pat Smear leaves Foo Fighters, yep. but then comes back eventually. Okay. Chris Shiflett and Taylor Hawkins, mm-hmm. Alanis Morissette's drummer. Naturally. Yeah. I wonder now what they're going to do. Isn't there a Taylor Hawkins tribute? Yeah. Show or tour? thought it was a show, but... Yeah. You've been practicing your drums? My time has come. You're available. You're ready. (laughs) Moments notice. Dude, they've won 15 Grammy Awards. Best rock album five times. They're one of the most successful rock acts in Grammy history. That's kind of where I'm going with that. I would never have guessed that. They got in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2021. Yeah. That makes me feel old. Right. The Foo Fighters getting in there? Yeah. Let's talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Who should be in it that's not? Hmm. 1A, The Monkees. <laughs> Save it for your podcast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Here's who's not in it that people say should be. Okay. Ozzy Osbourne. Hmm. Judas Priest. Okay. Motorhead. I'm noticing a, a theme here. <laughs> George Thorogood. <laughs> really? Grand Funk Railroad. Hmm. Black Crows. Soundgarden. Hmm. I don't have a problem with any of them not being in there. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be. I'm just saying there's yeah. no bands that jump out to me as like As you're that. like, man, they, they're getting robbed. It seems like that was written by like... Beavis and Butthead. Some old white dudes. <laughs> Matt, the Rolling Stones are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. Whitney Houston's not in there. Really? Whoa. That seems like a miss. Well, it said she earned her first nomination in 2019 and could get in. So this is an old article. Okay. The Smiths. I mean, 1B. <laughs> <laughs> we could debate all day whether there even should be a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. If you're talking sports, at least you have stats to go by. You got album sales, I guess. Yeah, but if you base it on that, then you start getting into like Backstreet Boys are going in. That's first true. Ballot, which they might be. They, <laughs> they might be. I wonder if any boy bands will ever get in. Okay. I like this one a lot. This is a really good song. They had four singles off the album, Matt. The third mm-hmm. single was the next song we're going to cover, which is Cheer Up, Boys. Your makeup is running.
Grohl said this song is kind of like a green era REM song to him. Totally. Which Especially I, the beginning. It sounds like Orange Crush, the Orange drums. Crush, yeah. Yep. Some of those backing vocals feel a little green mm-hmm. or out of time-ish. Still heavier than yeah. anything on REM would ever do, but it's... I'd love to hear R.E.M. cover that. I'd love to hear Michael Stipe interpret those lyrics, oh, yeah. like singing-wise. That'd be cool. That's a good pop, rocking Foo Fighters song. And yeah. I've watched some of the concert footage. That's a good one they do in concert. So bummed that yeah. I won't get to see them. Do mm. you think they'll keep going? I think they probably will. Yeah. Although, you let's do the, the audio book. I mean, him and Taylor were... This is best friend. Super tight. Yeah. So, I was like, maybe not. I don't know. That friend that you find that you feel like is a brother. Mm-hmm. All right. The album is extremely varied. 12 tracks, but it's got some interesting moments. One in particular is this song. I'll play a little bit of it. Ballad of the Beaconsfield mm-hmm. Miners. Cool. Which is actually not Dave Grohl playing, but someone named, is it Khaki? I think that's Khaki. Khaki King, who I've never heard of. Yep. She apparently is renowned guitarist. I think he brought her out and said, uh, to one of the shows where they play, and he said, there's like really amazing guitarists. Then there's like really, really incredible guitarists. And then there's Khaki King, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right. This is the one that she is most known for. Oh, she was in that August Rush movie. Oh. Do you remember that movie? I do remember that. That movie was dumb. <laughs> it was like he picked up the guitar and just started, like, yeah. doing this. Yeah, right. Okay, so she's into making a million sounds and, yeah. and everything, so that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah, that's Apparently neat. she came in and played it once, and, and he's like, yeah, you're playing this yeah. on the album. Yeah, you can do that better than I can. Yeah. They did that song in like sort of honor of tribute of miners in Australia that had gotten trapped and one of them either had an iPod or requested an iPod and just listened to a Foo Fighters song. They requested Foo Fighters. We've talked about how tough Australians are. Yep. Right. (laughs) Let's talk about Australian miners. Oh, mineys. (laughs) Mineys. Yeah. (laughs) Rocky Dickies. These two guys were trapped in like some sort of small compartment. One guy had like a you know, some sort of power bar or something, mm-hmm. something like that, right? He said he would share it with the other guy. They didn't even start eating it for four days. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm like, these guys, I think from when they were found, like a week later, it took another week to get them out. God. So they had to sit in there, but they dug a hole and had a pipe so that they could send down things they mm-hmm. needed. One thing the guys requested was an iPod with, with the Foo latest Foo Fighters. The people up top are like, we can send down one thing. Yeah. And one guy's about to say, water. And the yeah. other guy's like, Foo Fighters iPod. Like, All right. <laughs> or maybe maybe the one guy's like, water. And the other guy's like, food. <laughs> but then they're like, I heard foo. I'm pretty sure he meant Foo Fighters. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it was food. Uh, it seemed let's, pretty clear let's take a vote. Do you think it was food? Or do you think he was starting to say 
Foo Fighters <laughs> on an iPod, the latest release. <laughs> but how about that, man? That's cool. That's what they wanted. Yeah, and he was so honored by that. Oh, check this out, Matt. The two men sang The Gambler by Kenny Rogers because it was the only song they both knew. How is that the only song they both knew? <laughs> They're from Australia. It's like, you know any NXS? No. How about you? You know any Midnight Oil? No. Nope. Uh, Crowded House? No. Nope. Who? Uh, Gambler? Yep, yep. Let's do it. When they finally got out after 14 nights, they went up top. They fought a kangaroo. <laughs> That's how tough they were. Yeah. That was the first thing they did. They downed a Foster's headbutt of the kangaroo <laughs> and then went shark fishing. Yeah. Barehanded. <laughs> <laughs> no, they they walked out and they uh they clocked out. They clocked out, did they? Yeah, I was and joking. there's a thing that you switch your safety tag oh, to safe. God. It's the mine uh, outboard. How has there not been a movie? Maybe there is. Is there a movie about this? I think there was. There should be a movie. Yeah, at least a miniseries. God. Dave had a beer with one of the guys after a show, oh, man. which is cool. That is cool. All right, now we are at the point in our epipod where we challenge each other. If you mm. had to remove a song from Echoes, Silence, Patient, and Grace. Which one would it be? So Matt, yeah. Dave Grohl, if he sees you at a show, would pull you next to him and you would be losing your hearing standing next to that speaker. Yes. Unless you take a song off this album. So if you had to, Matt, which song would you remove? I haven't sat with this album super, super long and I'm not, I don't have a great history with it. But the one that as I listened to it this week that I kind of kept leaning into, like could either be shorter or not on there, would be Come Alive. It was a little too long. Yeah. So many times when, when Foo Fighters do that, starting with a quiet acoustic guitar or picking and things like that, then it kicks in with a good rock beat. And I feel like this one just doesn't do it as much as the other ones. Yeah. What about you? What song would you remove? I was going to take off Ballad Beaconsfield Myers, but then after that story, yeah. I thought, you can't. And so I'm going to take off Erase Replace. Okay. Solely because there's not a song that really bugs me on the album. Mm -hmm. And in fact, the more I listened to it, the more it grew on me, mm -hmm. the whole album and yep. each song. I agree. But the thing that started to grate on my nerves mm -hmm. was when they sang Erase and Replace. It's a great song, mm -hmm. but that just started to bug me. Yeah. So I totally get that. That's the only reason. We're looking for cracks in the armor at this yeah, point. Yeah, that's right. So I get it. Next, it's time for your senior quote. Senior year, mm -hmm. you've got your yearbook picture. You're about to conquer the world, yep. and you get to leave a quote behind to yep. be immortalized. So Matt, what would your senior quote be? I had to pick a quote from this album to signify where I maybe would have been at this point as a senior. It would have been from the, the song Home. The lines are, P 
people I've loved. I have no regrets. Some I remember, some I forget. There you go. Peace out, fools. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I'd go with what's ahead. The world is your oyster. Sure. And you've got adventures ahead. So from long road to ruin, mm. I would say no tomorrow, no dead in sight. Let's say we take this town. Yes. Yeah. I thought about that yeah. one too. Again, congrats to Joy and Galanera for her album winning. Mm-hmm. And uh, good pick. It really grew on me. Yeah, I've, I've enjoyed sitting with Foo Fighters this week. It's yeah. Not a bad way to spend the summer. That's right. Because <laughs> it's pretty much been all summer since we recorded this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to all of you for listening this season, for engaging, for liking, mm-hmm. clicking, whatever people do on podcasts. I don't know. I believe they call it boinking these days. Uh, that's that, so that's sure. That, that, am I getting that wrong? <laughs> I'm not hip to what the kids are talking about these days. But seriously, it's been a lot of fun, Matt, with yeah. you in yep. this season. I've enjoyed it a lot. And thanks to our guests, Madison Hill. Mm-hmm. Allison Medlin. Yep. Are now our official farb. Yep, that's as, right. As the fans are called. Yep. Yeah, and we'll see you in a little while for season seven. Season seven. It's been three years now, Matt. Three years and six seasons? Yep. We're like, this is us. <laughs> Keep hitting us up on Instagram and Twitter at Finest Work Songs and on Facebook and check out our website, finestworksongs.com and send us those emails, finestworksongs at gmail.com. Who knows, maybe we'll read one of yours in a future Kenny Gmail. We're going out with a bang. I love this song and especially this part of this particular song. So we'll see you next time. Until then, enjoy a little bit more Foo Fighters. The goat. (laughs) Our theme song is by the incredible band Medium Heat. This track is called Radio, and you should check them out at mediumheat.bandcamp.com. And check out any upcoming shows if you are in the Raleigh area. They are on Facebook at Medium Heat Music.